Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12. And in my sessions, we have been speaking on faith that takes. Faith that takes. And uh, hallelujah. You know, Pastor Michelle ministered so eloquently last night, so powerfully. The whole service from beginning to end was just tremendous. And, uh, but she had, had quoted Brother Hagin uh, from uh, uh, the prophecy that he gave by the Spirit of the Lord in, in Longmont. And uh, she talked about how he said there was coming that time when uh, people would enter into that place and that there would begin to be, he, he said, it'll be popping here and popping there. And he said, faith would be the ignition point. Well, the Lord had us speaking for weeks before this, this series of meetings on the power of God, assigning the power of God, releasing the power of God. And he kept using this phrase, striking the power of God. Well, faith is the fuse. And when you begin to operate faith, you give the power of God a channel to operate through. With, with, without faith, the power of God can be present. It can be available. Amen. Power's everywhere. When, when Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father, when Jesus was on the earth, if you wanted power, you had to go where Jesus was. But when Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit into the earth. Every believer is wired with power, but the whole earth is wired with power. The Lord told Brother Hagin, he said, there is power in every sick room, every hospital room, every insane institution. He said, there is power that's available for every person that's in those conditions if they would just learn how to activate it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 12. Charles Capps made a statement. He said, God's word that is conceived in your heart, then formed by the tongue, and spoken out of your own mouth, becomes a spiritual force releasing the ability of God within you. God's word conceived in your heart, then formed by the tongue, and spoken out of your own mouth becomes a spiritual force releasing the ability of God within you. Amen. There are things, there are things that men and women taught in previous generations that if people in this generation don't pick them up and teach them, they're going to be lost. Any revelation can be lost within three generations if somebody doesn't pick it up and teach on it. Amen. And so the Word of God 
that you put in your heart and then you form it with your lips and you release it out of your mouth is the very creative ability of God. God. Amen. And in Matthew 12, Jesus begins to talk to us about this. And he says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, he's speaking to the Pharisees and he says, O generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say unto you, Now notice, he's talked about evil things, evil words, and good words. And then he says, but I'm going to add to this. I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they will give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned. I used to have a friend, he's in heaven now, and uh, he, of course, was well acquainted with our ministry. I preached in his church, he preached in my church, and, but we would get to talking about words and the power of words, and he would tell me that I was just legalistic about it. You're just legalistic about that word stuff. But you know, I watched that every bad negative thing that he constantly said about himself, he got. He was so afraid that he was going to die broke and leave his family uncared for. He talked about it all the time. He owned, he owned gas stations throughout the KC metro area. And when it came time to retire, he sold them and made millions of dollars and died broke. And, and left nothing for his family. Now, somebody will say that's just coincidence. Nope. You will have what you say. Amen. Amen. Idle, inoperative words. One translation, the 20th century New Testament says that you'll give an account, talking about every uh, uh, idle words, for every careless thing you say. Every careless thing that you say. Now, this is not where I'm staying, so bear with me. It, it, It has to do with your faith. The Rotherham translation says, every useless expression. Every useless expression. Uh, The New English Bible says, thoughtless words. Thoughtless words. Words governed by spiritual law, which is the word of God, will work to put you over in life. Brother Hagin would say this, you are a product today of what you said yesterday. Words that are governed by spiritual law, which is the word of God. This this is spiritual law. When you speak the word of God, it's spiritual law. This, This is not maybe so, might happen, can happen. When you apply faith to the Word of God, this is spiritual law. This cannot fail. Cannot fail. And people say, well, I knew so-and-so, and they were believing God, and, 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 you know, it didn't happen. You don't know the person that was believing God, and it didn't happen. You don't know anybody that was in faith, and their faith failed. 
You don't know that person. Why? Faith can't fail. Well, Jesus prayed that Peter's faith wouldn't fail. The, what that means is I'm praying that you, you don't drop your faith. I'm praying that your faith doesn't lose its effectiveness. Who's responsible for if my faith is effective or ineffective? Me. I'm, I'm responsible for that. Amen. Idle words work against you. Here, here's an illustration of, of an idle word. Somebody that's always saying, I don't know. I don't know. What are you going to do about that? I don't know. What are you going to do about this? I don't know. I don't have any idea. I don't understand anything about that. That's a useless word. That's a useless phrase. As a believer that believes the word of God, if somebody says, what are you going to do about that? And you don't have knowledge of what to do. You can say, I'm receiving the wisdom of God about that. And I will make a good decision when I get the wisdom of God. Amen. Idle words are words that have no legitimate work. Somebody will say, well, well, what's wrong with profanity? Mainly, it has no legitimate work. Right? They are words that are inoperative, morally useless, and unprofitable. Hallelujah. Now remember, God's word, conceived in your heart, formed by the tongue, spoken out of your own mouth, becomes a spiritual force, releasing the ability of God within you. Because words, good or bad, negative or positive, carry creative force. And they carry creative force because you're speaking them. You, Pastor Michelle taught on it last night. In the very beginning, man was given words for the primary purpose, the very first purpose, to create. God used his words to create. The law first mentioned dictates that how you see something used in the beginning of, of wherever you see it the first time, that sets the precedent. And the first thing God did with his words was create. The first thing he asked Adam to do with his words was create. He brought the animals to Adam to see what he would call them. People say, name them. It's not what it says. It says, call them. What did he call them? You call a dog a dog because Adam called a dog a dog. A dog acts like a dog because he was called a dog. If a dog would have been called a cat, he'd be sitting on top of the piano licking himself. He, he was, he's a dog because he was called a dog. We were called, created in the image and the likeness of God. The, the, the curse tried to hinder that, but Jesus came back into the earth to restore that image back to us. And you and I are once again in the position of walking and acting in creative power. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If something's not lining up, Take the creative power of the Word of God, put it in your mouth, and go change it. Amen. Go change it. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Now, the, the Word of God becomes a spiritual force. Look at Romans 10. <clears throat> the Word of God 
becomes a spiritual force. When I wrote the book, First Words Matter, Last Words Stand, it was so important to me, the revelation that God, that God was sharing about the fact that <clears throat> every time you speak words, words don't die. They have to be replaced. They never die. Words are spirit. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you are spirit and they are life. Well, he was a spiritually alive man. When you speak words, especially a believer, a non-believer will get what he says, but a believer will get what he says a lot faster. And, and because our words are spirit. And when, some, when somebody consists, can continually makes, we would call it a negative confession. But when somebody says, every time, this situation just frustrates me. Those words are standing there waiting on them every time they encounter that situation. Because they, they, they have to be replaced. They don't die. They have to be replaced. Amen. And so Romans 10 tells us something. Verse 17. Familiar verse, but Paul says... So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now notice, faith, conviction, confidence, all right? It comes by hearing. We, we see the word used here, by. It comes by hearing. That means the word by denotes origin. The origin of faith is the word. The origin of faith is the Word of God. You, 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 you don't get faith by reading. You get faith by hearing. You don't get faith by thinking. You get it by hearing. Amen. The origin of faith is hearing the Word. That word that's used there... In the King James, for word, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's the Greek word rhema, R-H-E-M-A. It's the spoken word, something spoken, something said. Now, this is so important because faith comes as we hear the spoken word of God. That's the origin of faith. You got born again because you heard somebody speak the word. You heard somebody preach the word. And what happened? Faith came to you that you needed it, that, that you could be born again. Not that you needed to be born again, but that you could be born again. You were convicted that you needed to be born again, and then faith came that you could be. Amen. God has provided all the necessary ingredients to produce and maintain faith. But it's my responsibility to have faith. All the ingredients, all, all of the necessary ingredients to produce and maintain faith have been given to us. It's my responsibility to have faith. Praise God. Amen. Remember what Jesus said? He talked to the disciples and, and, and they were talking about uh, different things. And Jesus looked at them and he said, if you had faith, you would say. You know what he said? In the book of Luke, if you had faith, you would say to this tree, if you had faith, 
you would say. Pastor Michelle said last night, if you say I'm in faith, but you're not saying you're not in faith. Because remember, 2 Corinthians 4, we have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I have believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. If you're believing, you're speaking. If you're in a faith fight, you're speaking in that faith fight. You are fighting with the sword of the Spirit that's coming out of your mouth. Amen. If, if someone says, I'm believing for my healing, then, then when you're around that person, if they're believing, they're going to be saying things about their healing. They're going to be talking things about their healing. Amen. If you want your finances to change and turn even quicker than they're turning, you've got to turn up the saying. You've got to turn up the volume of the words that you're speaking. Because the more you speak, the more faith goes. And the more faith goes, the more things change. Oh, hallelujah. I have to have faith. Every day is a faith day. Right? I've got to have faith every day. Oh, glory to God. Faith is not something you can afford to be against. It's not something you can afford to be without. Amen. Why? Because Jesus said, we'll look at this in a little while. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, he said, have the faith of God. The Woos Bible says, have the faith of God continually. When I was reading that, that's where the, the message series, Every Day's a Faith Day, which eventually turned into the book, came from. When, when I saw that, God said, Every Day's a Faith Day. Every Day's a Faith Day. You have to have the faith of God continually. Well, how do you have the faith of God continually? You're constantly hearing the Word of God, and faith is constantly coming. No matter how long you've been in the message of faith, no matter how many times you've heard certain things in the Word, your responsibility is to keep that going in your ears because in the ear is a direct channel to the heart, and what you store in your heart, you'll eventually speak out of your mouth. And it can get to the point when something will come up that it automatically comes out of your mouth what the Word of God is saying. It may have been a struggle in the beginning and you would have had to thought what the Scripture said, but the more you put the Word in the channel to your heart, the easier it is to come out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Word of God contains the power of God. The Word contains the power of God. Notice, Hebrews 1. Oh, hallelujah. <coughs> Hebrews 1, verse 1. God, who at sundry times in diverse manners spake in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things 
by the word of his power, upholding all things by the word of his power. The Amplified Bible says, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. By his mighty word of power. Notice that it doesn't say the power of his word. It says the word of his power. Now, why is that important? <clears throat> if, if he had said the power of his word, that would have meant that there's some power in God's word, but not all power. There's not some power in God's word to heal you. There's all power in God's word to heal you. There's enough power in Isaiah 53 and 5 to clear out every hospital in every city, in every nation throughout the world if people just learn to activate it. You, you would not tax the power in 1 Peter 2.24, not even a little bit, if every person, if 7.4 billion people all taxed that scripture tonight and put their faith in it, it would not even flicker the lights of 1 Peter 2.24. Because in the word is the power of God contained. Amen. God encapsulated His power in the Word. And when you speak the Word of God, you're declaring the very power of God Himself into that situation. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In other words, this is where His power is. In the Word. In what he says. Hallelujah. The word does not contain the power of God because you believe it does. It does whether you believe it or not. Whether the power works for you depends on if you believe it. You know, there's such an argument sometimes in church. You know, well, you know, that person, uh, uh, you know, they just, they don't, they don't, you know, uh, I, I know I didn't get such and such or whatever. And then they'll say, don't tell me I don't have faith. Well, why not? Why can't I? Well, pastor, that's, that's kind of harsh. You don't go around telling people they don't have faith. How are you going to help them if you don't? If I'm not receiving what God said... now. Nothing wrong with God. Nothing wrong with His Word. They're both perfect. If I'm not receiving from a perfect God through His perfect Word, there's only one element there that's not perfect. That's me. See, that's not a knock. That's, that's not saying that you're less than as a Christian. Or that something's wrong with your standing in Christ. It just means you have not learned how to receive from God on the level that you should have. And we've all been there. We've all been there. I preached prosperity with holes in my shoes. I preached prosperity riding the bus to work. 
I preached prosperity and we didn't have money to put gas in our tank. I was preaching the truth, but I had not yet learned to receive that truth into my life so it can make a difference. But on that night when we were sitting in 7548 Corona and Leroy Thompson said somebody ought to jump up and say I'll never be broke another day in my life. It hit me in my heart and all that word that we had been putting in our spirit for 40 straight days and nights, all of it came to a head at once and my broke days were over. And I can say, I will never be broke another day in my life. Hallelujah. Now, after almost 30 years, almost 30 years, 26 years ago, I still answer situations with that. I'll never be broke another day in my life. Amen. When, when you, I, I don't watch the news. If you watch it, I'm going to help you here, right here. When you start hearing bad reports about the economy, you better start saying, I'll never be broke another day in my life. My business thrives. My business flourishes. Somebody will always want what I have. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Why? That's the creative power of God that's going to work in that circumstance. Amen. So what happened when I got a hold of that was the creative power of God, the Word, started creating financial freedom in my life. Didn't create money. It produced faith, which is the substance of my financial prosperity. That's why he said in Luke 6 that men would give into your bosom. Is that what he said? See, that's a good place to say, on my job, I get raises and bonuses. I get increase. My boss loves me. They bless me. I have more than enough. Hallelujah. See, you're creating something. When we got a hold of that, I remember I was, I was working for a, a Blue Cross at the time. And... Uh, and uh, you know, when you need everything, you're working your faith. <laughs> Anybody remember those days when you needed everything? Man, you're working your faith. I mean, you, you're, you're carrying the card around with you. Hallelujah. People got tired of hearing you say how blessed you were. But, but they came down, they, they came down and they said, uh, uh, we're not going to give out any Christmas bonuses this year. I needed every bonus that I could get. You say, what'd you do? I said, I'll get one. I will get a bonus. I went home and told my wife, I'll get a bonus. They're saying no bonuses, but we're going to get bonuses. You say, what happened? Well, two weeks before Christmas, word come down and said, well, we worked it out. Everybody's going to get a bonus. And people say, did you cause that? Listen. I don't know who else was saying it, but if I was the only one saying it and the only one believing it, yes, I caused it. Amen. See, very often we preach very readily and teach people not to say negative things because you'll get them. You got to flip the script. 
I get every good thing I say too. I get every good thing that I say. Hallelujah. Say this out loud. Every good thing that God has for me comes to me now in abundance in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What would you do? You just released the word of His power. We, we were rejoicing over our grandson getting healed. Been rejoicing all day. Every time I think about it, I say, Lord, you healed my grandson. Thank you. Amen. But, 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 but the Lord gave us words to say. He took me to the scripture and gave us words to say. Hallelujah. Do you remember when, when, when Cornelius was praying and he said, send uh, 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 to Joppa to one Simon the Tanner's house because Simon Peter's there and, to, and, and bring him and he will tell you words whereby you can be saved. Words. Words. God will give you words because that's where the creative ability is, 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 is kept, is in your words. You can't think anything into existence. you got to speak things into existence. You can't think anything out of your life. you got to tell it to leave your life. When you tell something to leave your life, the creative power of God goes to work and starts uprooting that situation. And if you'll stay with it, it'll be gone. That, that's what Jesus was trying to show in Mark chapter 11 and in Matthew 21 when he came up to that tree that was not bearing fruit. There was no reason for that tree to exist. If you're not going to, you're a fig tree and you're not going to bear fruit, there's no reason for you to exist. And Jesus said, no man eat fruit here from you hereafter forever. Is that what he said? And Matthew says, it dried up presently. Mark tells us they, they, they went to the city, spent the night, came back the next day, and it was dried up from the roots. <clears throat> Is that what it says? Well, what caused that? Created power of God. Jesus had the word in his heart, formed it with his lips, released it with his words, and it produced what he wanted. When Jesus stood up and said, peace be still, that was not a Jesus trick. That was not a, uh, an expression of his deity. Jesus didn't say, now hold on boys, I'm about to do something. Don't you ever do this? <laughs> he did not look at them and say, all arms and legs inside the ride. Do not. <laughs> I am Jesus. Cue the music. Oh, yeah, right? No. They woke him up. Master, don't you, now watch, don't you care that we're going to perish? Now think about this for a moment. I don't know if you've ever thought about this way. I'm glad they woke Jesus up because if they hadn't, they'd all drown. Because they were perishing. How many times had they said that? How many times in that boat filling with water? Now boats aren't supposed to have water in them. Right? The, the, the Bible says, Woos Bible says it was swamped to the point of sinking. Amen. How many times have they said, we're going under, we're going under, we're going under. And then finally, somebody said, wake Jesus up. And Jesus stepped up, didn't think about it. Notice what Jesus did. He didn't have to wipe the sleep out of his eye. 
He didn't say, what are y'all doing? Why'd you wait so long? I can't swim. <laughs> no. What did he do? Peace. Be still. Is that what he said? Was there an absence of peace? Was there an absence of calm? What changed that? Words. Words. Words out of a faith-filled heart. Jesus believed that what he was going to say came to pass. Yeah, but he was God. That's, you missed the point. Jesus said concerning all the works that he did, greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. So what does that mean? You can calm a storm. Listen, you, 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 you do whatever you want. I, I've got people that have been in my church, in this church, for 20 plus years. Ask them how many storms I've prayed away. They'd say, uh, uh, Snowmageddon's coming. And what would I say? No, it's not. Not on church night. It doesn't snow. And, and I've watched it. I've watched it. The weatherman would say, well, that front was coming down here, but it altered course and went back up north. And people say, that just happened. Okay, if that's how you run your life, then things will just happen to you because you never try to change them. Things don't just happen. There's a reason that things happen. There's a reason things don't happen. The reason your family is safe and well and whole is because you're declaring the word of God over them. No evil will befall us. No plague will come near our dwelling. You came through 2020 better off than you came than you went into it. Not because it was just what happened. It's because you were declaring that you were blessed going in, blessed coming out. God was your source. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes, he is my source. Amen. See, it's not just words. It's what your words contain. You can't effectively preach and teach on faith without teaching extensively on your words. Because they carry your faith or they carry your doubt. Jesus said, oh, hallelujah. I didn't even get past that. Uh, Hebrews 11.3 should be very familiar to us. It says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. Notice, by the word of God. The worlds were framed by the word of God. That word means to be fitted together for an intended purpose. And how were they done that? How, how did that happen? By the word of power. Whew. Amen. Look at, look at, look at uh, Mark 11. I said we'd go over there. Oh, hallelujah. And you know, the, the enemy will talk to you. And he'll say, how do you know that's going to happen? Don't argue with him. Just say this, because I said so. That's it. I said so. I said so. That's all you need. Amen. Why is the enemy always trying to shut you up? 
Because he knows that's the creative power of God. That is the very thing that kicked him out of heaven. Words. God didn't grab him. He cast him down with his words. That little choir boy woke up on the earth going, well, what happened? His theologians say that's why the earth's tilted at, a, at an angle because he hit the earth so hard he tilted it on its axis. Now, I don't know if that's true, but makes for a good story. Hallelujah. Remember what, what, what the Lord said in the book of Isaiah? He said, I create the fruit of the lips. I create the fruit of the lips. Proverbs says, a man will eat good by the fruit of his tongue. Isn't that right? It's, it, it, says, it says, you are kept with your words. You're hedged about with your words. And it uses that phrase twice. That means that there are people that are, that are hemmed into circumstances by their words. And there are people that break out of those circumstances by their words. Tonight, you're going to have to declare before we leave what you want, what you desire, what needs to change. I don't know if you eat fast food or not, but I promise you, wherever you go, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Burger King, wherever you go, you pull up to that box and they say, hello, welcome to wherever you're at. How can I help you? Please order when you're ready. You don't order what you don't want. You order what you want. Don't use the creative power of God to order what you don't want. Order what you want. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Nobody pulls up and says, give me a chocolate shake. And then you get there and they give you the shake and you go, why'd you give me this? Because you ordered it. Amen. Why'd God let this happen to me? How come God let this? What'd you order? What did you order? If you run around saying nothing ever, nothing good ever happened. I heard somebody say that not too long ago. Nothing good ever happens to me. Boy, I got away from them because I don't. Because if nothing good ever happens, bad stuff happens. And I don't want to be around that. Amen. I, I, there used to be a guy that brought his truck to Pastor Tony, Pastor Tony Mendez's shop uh, all the time. And, and I had a detail shop with him for a while. And uh, 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 I would be down there when this guy came in. And this guy was always talking about, oh, no, this, this thing's a piece of junk, just a piece of junk. You know, I was tempted to tell Tony, don't try to, don't try to change his, his words. He's blessing you. He's bringing that truck in here all the time. He's a blessing. Right? Well, you don't want to drive a piece of junk. Yeah, but pastor, have you seen my car? It, that's irrelevant. Well, can the creative power of God, can it fix my car? It can fix you. And when you get this in line, it's miraculous how other things get in line. Am I helping you? Where did I tell you to go? Mark 11. Amen. So don't order what you don't want. 
Don't, don't say things like, I don't know what's wrong with my body. I don't know what this pain is. Now, now hear what I'm saying. You might need to go get it checked out, but here's the thing. It's irrelevant what the pain is. He carried your pain. He carried your pain. You answer it that way. God, Father, I thank you I'm pain free. You carried my pain. Well, what do you say when you go to the doctor? I praise God. He carried my pain. Well, if the doctor tells you something's wrong, praise God, now I know what's wrong. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you're setting things right in my body. Thank you that I'm healed. Well, what if I need a procedure? Thank you, Lord, that this procedure goes simple and easy. Thank you, Lord, that I come out of this better than I went into it. Thank you for a wise doctor. Thank you for a good staff. Thank you I'm going to come out stronger than I was. Amen. Amen. Mark 11 and uh, verse uh, 23. Let's start there. I got so much. So much to preach and so little time. Got tomorrow. Jesus said, have faith in God, verse 22, verse 23. For truly I say to you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. Now this is elementary, but notice what it says. Whosoever will have whatsoever. What does that mean? Anybody that chooses to operate the creative power of God may. There are some prerequisites. I've got to, first of all, Pastor Michelle talked about this last night. That the, the Lord told Brother Hagin, he said, have you noticed in these verses that he said, that Jesus said, say three times and believe once. Right? And then he, Brother Hagin would go through it like this. He'd say, uh, 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 for verily I say unto you, he said, now that say was Jesus. So that don't count for you. That whosoever shall, need hold up one finger, say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe he'd hold up this finger. That those things which he saith shall come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. And the Lord said, the Lord said, I said to say three times and believe one time. What's the emphasis? Believe what you say. The Lord told Charles Capps in the 1970s, he said, I've told my people they can have what they say, and my people are saying what they have. Hallelujah. When you look at a circumstance and you start saying what you have, you're going to have more of what you're saying. You're going to have it in loads. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, now, Pastor, I just believe in calling it like it is. (laughs) Well, are there anybody in here that tonight you might turn the thermostat down at your house? Oh, no, you can't. You're calling it like it is. That's how it is. Because if you go in your house and it's 75 and you set the thermostat for 72, you are calling things that be not as though they were. And if you're just going to call it like it is, you just sweat, baby. Just sweat. 
because you can't change it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What, what would you think of a guy if, if, you went, if you came around the back of the house and, 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 and he's out there and, and, and he, you know, he's uh, 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 calling, calling the dog. But there's no dog. So he looks and, 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 and he's out there and he starts saying, uh, uh, the dog's not here. The dog's not here. The dog is not here. You say, what are you doing? Call, telling it like it is. The dog is not here. What do you do if you want the dog, but the dog's not there? You what? Oh, but you call it like it is. No, what do you say? Whatever your dog's name is. Come here, Fido. Come here, Rex. Whatever the name is. Right? And here he comes. Why'd he come? Because you called him. If you want the dog, do you call the cat? If you want, if you want health, why would you call sickness? If you want prosperity, why would you call poverty? If you want peace, why would you talk about all the turmoil? Now, again, that seems elementary, and I'm not up here pointing the finger and saying you're doing something wrong. This is crucial where your faith is concerned. You've got to believe what you say for your faith to work. Because faith requires nonstop honesty with God and with man. You can't speak crooked speech and expect your faith to work. You can't be trying to get over on people and weasel a deal out of people and expect your faith to work. You can't shade the truth and lie and expect your faith to work. Somebody, told, somebody said one time, well, you know, I just, I just told a partial lie. Partial lie is a whole lie. Amen. That's like people said, well, you know, we're practically married. That's exactly the same as being not married. <laughs> practically married. <laughs> See, that's how people think. Well, I know I said that, but I didn't mean it. Yes, you did. And if you didn't mean it, your spirit doesn't know if you meant it or not. Your spirit is programmed to start reaching out and grabbing what you're saying. Mm. I used to know a minister. He's in heaven today. And, and God bless him. I love, I'm, not, I'm not speaking critical of him, but he would say hurtful things, just bitter things. And then you go, I'm joking. No, he wasn't. He meant what he said. The Bible says, as a madman that casts arrows and firebrands is the man that says something hurtful and says, I was in sport. I was joking. It said it's like shooting somebody with a deadly weapon. There's nothing more deadly than words. There's nothing more life-giving than words. Mm. Because when you speak negative words, 
People say, is that the creative power of God? It's the creative power that you've been given and it begins to work in reverse. Hallelujah. It's dangerous. So what do you do? You say what you mean and you say what you believe. And if you can't say it that way, don't say anything. Amen. Don't, don't let people talk. Don't, don't talk about your life small. Tell you what, we just, can't, we just can't catch a break. Tell you what, insurance prices keep going up. It's going to... I'm, you're already paying all this and they don't pay for anything. What are you doing? You're insuring that you'll never have money to pay for insurance. Hey, what? These kids are going to eat us out of house and home. Well, you shouldn't have had so doggone many. Jamie. <laughs> you understand what I mean by that? Now, now, now I'm hurrying. Because like my wife said, I got tomorrow too. But, but think about this for a moment. Why is that important? Because Jesus said, you got to say and believe. So, so what, does that, what does that tell me? <laughs> that the believing part is easy. I just got to believe what I say. I believe, say, say, say. I believe and speak. I believe and speak. Your spirit starts reaching out and grabbing what you're saying. That's why you keep rolling something over, a negative something, and you keep asking questions. Your spirit eventually will reach out and grab it. Hallelujah. Do you see that? But when, when, when you're speaking those words of faith, when you make a statement every day, everything's going my way. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to give me a raise today. They like me. Right? Every client that I talk to today is going to be impressed with me. They're going to like what I have to say. Well, what if every one of them's not? That's irrelevant. People have a choice to do whatever they want. But I'm setting the precedent with my words for how my life's going to go. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do, do you see that? Mm. Let, me, let, let me share this with you and we'll be done. Oh, hallelujah. Are you getting anything out of this? So the power is in the word. The power is in the word. When Jesus called Lazarus out of the grave, it was not his prayer. It was his words. Because he got there and he prayed, but he said, Father, I'm not praying 
because you didn't hear me. You always hear me. He said, I'm praying for those that stand around so that they'll know. And notice what he didn't say. Father, raise him from the dead. What, here's the key. What did he tell Mary and Martha? I am the resurrection and the life. What, what did he tell them when he got there? They said, if you'd have been here, my brother would live. He said, I told you your brother would live again. I told you. I said. Don't miss that. When did he say that? Some previous time. The pathway was already set. The channel was already open. He's going to live again. Not, notice what he didn't say. He didn't say, now y'all hold on. When I get there, I'll handle things. He said, your brother will live again. And she did what so many religious people do. I know he'll live again in the resurrection. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection. That resurrection life is in me. And I told you he would live again. And he saw all the unbelief. And you know, the scripture says he groaned in his spirit. And people, and you know, I've heard great religious people say, look how much he loved Lazarus and he was so sorrowful. How could he possibly be sorrowful when he knew he was going to raise him from the dead? How can you possibly be sorrowful when you have the creative power of God on the inside of you to change the circumstance. I can't even worry because I've got the power to change it. Hallelujah. And the only thing standing between him and a manifestation of what he said was the, was the stone that was over the grave. And he said, move the stone. And you know what he said? Lazarus, come forth. And he said, he that had been dead came forth, bound hand and foot. But Jesus said, hey, loose him and let him go. Amen. There were times Jesus touched dead people. And they got up, the widow of Nain. He went and, 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 and touched the coffin and told him to stop. But then it says this, and he said, young man, arise. When he, when he dealt with the, the, the little girl that had died, Jairus' daughter, he went in that room, put everybody out. And it says, he turned to her and said, little girl, get up. Said. Oh, but that was Jesus. Oh, and they brought Peter into the upper room and showed him all the garments that Tabitha had made and all that she had done. And it says, and when Peter put them all out, he turned to the wall and then he turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. And there came a voice from heaven and said, Peter, thou canst not do that because thou art not God. Is that what it said? It said she got up and he presented her alive to the brethren. 
Yeah, but that was this or that was that. That was a gift of the Spirit. That was special faith. Exercise through the channel of words. You can have all the, I'm, I'm, I, I got to shut up, I know. You can have all the faith you want. You can have so much faith that when you walk, you slosh. That you are, you are waddling back and forth. That you look like a pregnant woman because you got so much faith. If you don't ever open your mouth and say something, that all that faith's just going to stay in you and be no good. The release valve for your faith is your mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, how long do I have to say it? Who cares? I've got a series you need to get. It's called Keep Saying It. Keep Saying It. Because that's what the Lord told me. I went to the Lord one time. And I said, Lord, I've been saying it. I've been declaring this. And you know what he answered me? Real nicely. But he said, keep saying it. You know, it's like the the bunch of some married guys were standing around talking one day. And there was this one guy, he'd been married, you know, a few years. And he said, yeah, I I tell my wife I I love her every day. Every time I think about her, I tell her I love her. Another guy said the same thing. They came to this old guy, he'd been married 40, 50 years. And they said, you tell your wife you love her every day? He said, no, I told her once when we got married. I figured I hadn't changed my mind. (laughs) Now, I'm not advocating that. I'm saying that's how a lot of believers do. They say something once. And then if it don't happen, I knew that confession stuff didn't work. I knew that faith stuff wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Do you remember what the Bible says in the book of Acts about Joseph? It says that he was taken and sold into slavery. And it says the word of God tried him. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. It makes, it makes it sound like God's trying me. You need to learn the difference between temptation, testing, and trying, and stealing, killing, and destroying. Everybody is tempted. Everybody is tested. The Word will try everybody. People say, I tried that faith stuff, and it didn't work. No, that faith stuff tried you, and you didn't pass the test. I, 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 don't, I don't care who it is. I don't. I, I know wonderful people. I, I know people that are generals in the faith. I've been in meetings. I, listen, did, did anybody watch that? that I, I know many of you did. The documentary that they put out a couple years ago on Andrew Womack when he was celebrating, what was he celebrating, 50 years in ministry or something like that? And he was in Sego, Texas, pastoring a little coffee shop in, in the Jesus movement. And his wife is pregnant. And he don't have money to feed his wife. And she's not eating and she's pregnant. And, and he said in that documentary, he said, I love God with all my heart and believe God could heal anybody and raise people from the dead. But I didn't know how to believe God for money. And he said, I didn't even want to believe God for money. I didn't want money. I, I didn't want people to think I was out after money. Well, now you go to his facility in Colorado Springs today. And you'll see, he got a hold of the revelation. Amen. 
The, 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 the reason I'm telling you this is everybody that's done anything by faith, at some point, the Word of God tried them. They had to come to the conclusion and say, it's the Word way or it's no way. And Joseph put his faith over on what God had said, what God had promised, and that's why, that's why he's listed as a Hall of Faith hero. Because he believed God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand up tonight, shall we? I hope you got something out of that. The whole purpose of this whole week is so your faith comes to another level. We, we can't preach on faith in every service. We are faith builders. But the Lord told me, he said, you need to take six days every year. And you need to do nothing but teach on faith. Amen. We're accelerating into the big. Amen. All right, now I don't know what you're believing God for. There are people in here you're believing for financial victory in certain areas. You're believing for more. Amen. You know, the numbers just get bigger. Let me help you with that. I, I, I was believing God for something one time, and, and boy, we got it, and I was praising God. And, 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 and you know, then the next thing he asked me to believe for was several thousand dollars more. So we believed God and got it, and then the next thing, it was several thousand more. <laughs> and I went to the Lord, I said, this is stretching me. And he said, well, get used to it. The numbers only get bigger. We're pressing into the million flow. I, I, I say we're pressing into the million flow. Millions. Millions. You say, Pastor, you mean that for me? I'm telling you, our ministry, we're pressing in to the millions flow. Now, I don't know what you're believing for, but I told you, we're going to release faith. And you're going to talk to it. I don't know how you need to talk to it. But let's start with finances. All right? I'll help you. You ready? Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. There is abundance in my life. And no, lack. and no lack. I am fully supplied. I am, supplied. I am completely filled. I am rich, rich, rich. I have given. Therefore, it's given unto me. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. God calls people to give to me. I have all sufficiency in all things. I abound to every work. Good work. I can't go under for going over. I can't be defeated for winning. I'll never be broke another day in my life. I refuse poverty. I refuse lack. I refuse insufficiency. I receive abundance, wealth, prosperity, more than enough. And the ability to be a blessing. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. 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 Now tell your neighbor say when you call me don't call poor boy. Because I'm not going to answer. Hallelujah. 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 And, I, and I'm declaring. You, when you go to your business, when you go to your job, 
Don't, don't roll up to your job tomorrow cursing your job. Talking about why do I got to come here and work? Why do I get? You better start blessing that place. You better understand when your feet hit the parking lot, the blessing just showed up. That place will prosper because of you. Yeah, but my boss don't like me. How long have you been saying that? You said it till you got it. Amen. You prosper in a time of famine. In perilous times, you prosper. If nobody else has a job, you got a job. If nobody else can make a deal, you can. If nobody else has a house, you got it. Oh, I'm helping you. Come on, let's talk about your, your physical life right now. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. My, body my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I am healed by the power of God. Right now, the spirit life of 1 Peter 2.24 is flowing in my bloodstream, driving out sickness, driving out disease, effecting a cure. I am, from this moment forward, the healed and the whole of God. I'll never be sick another day in my life. Every disease, every germ, every virus that touches my body dies instantly in Jesus' name. I am a cancer-free zone. I am a COVID-free zone. I'm a flu-free zone. I'm a cold-free zone. I'm an allergy-free zone. I'm just well and healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Ah. Now, as we're closing, what you have said, let it stay said. If you go home tonight and something tries to grip your body, you got to answer it this way. Devil, I'm not changing what I believe. I'm not changing my confession. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Don't let those words come out of your mouth. I don't know what happened. By your words, you'll be justified. I'm healed. You're healed. Mm. I speak to your mind. I tell your mind to settle down. Say that out loud. Say, mind. You're solid. You're dependable. You're anxious free. You're full of peace. You're full of joy. I won't worry. I won't worry. I won't worry. I will not worry in Jesus' name. If, if you're believing for your body to change, say this. Say, body, in the name of Jesus, you settle down. I do not desire to eat too much, to have too much, to overeat. I am the temple of God. I will be at the perfect weight. I am a fat burning machine. I'm burning fat right now. Matter of fact, I'm losing so much weight. I got to buy a new wardrobe. Oh, happy day. Hallelujah. Glory to God.